Hey, this is Pastor Tom with North Lincoln Baptist Church, and you're watching Not Another Church Podcast. This is a weekly podcast featuring church staff and your host, Pastor Tom. So thanks for tuning in. As we look back at the 80s, 90s, and we, we look at or all the way back to the 40s and 50s, we see those rules in place. We recognize where they came from. Okay, so if I struggle with alcohol, if I, if I have a heart that trends in that direction, it's wise for me to build a fence around that sin. It, um, I, there's, some, uh, there's two men that I'm discipling that have really struggled with um, dealing with pornography. And so they have chosen that they're not going to own a smartphone. They're going to have a feature phone. They've just said, I can't handle it. And so the smart thing for me to do, the wise thing for me to do, is to put a fence around that sin. If I struggle with alcohol, it's probably best if I don't go to places that, that are bars. Maybe I, if, you know, I'm not going to go to some place that's uh, kind of a quasi-bar restaurant. That's not where I need to hang out because I can't handle it. I'm not going to hang out with people as they're getting together to watch a ball game, and I know there's going to be a bunch of booze there. That's smart. That's me putting a fence around it. If I'm, and so where it shifts from smart, wise guards against your own heart is when I apply my fences to someone else. So I put a fence and said, for me, I can't handle pornography, so I'm not going to have an iPad, or I'm going to make sure that my computer is in a public place in the house. And then I go to someone else's house and go, you need to have your computer out in the living room, because if you don't, I know what you're really doing. Boy, that's going to be a hard line to draw, though. You're going to have a tough time finding the place where am I rebelling against what could be a stumbling blocks for my brother, or am I um, trying to put boundaries in place for me, you know, for my how I'm handling it. That's going to be tough. That's going to be hard for us to do because our natural inclination is going to be like drafting the rules of the church or, you know, we make jokes about all that stuff. But all of that is going to be we really want to argue that out. We want if it's not a problem for me, I don't want it to be anybody else to tell me I need to do it. For instance, say if I wanted to drink a beer, you know, um, and somebody says to me, you know, somebody's shocked and they say, Don, I can't believe you're doing that, you know, and. I say, I have the freedom in Christ to do it. So finding that place where I have the freedom to do it versus I'm causing a, a place for somebody else to stumble in their faith. Yes, yeah. And there's also the times where if I am someplace, and even, okay, we're, we've talked about it as a fence, taking a fence like, oh, you've hurt my feelings or I, I feel bad. If there's someone, if I am doing something that I don't struggle with, and you do struggle with it, and you go, well, he's a strong believer, and he's doing it, so I can too. And there's a, a, a lot of times that might fall into even tighter stuff like, what do I watch on TV? What books do I read? I may be able to, and I'll be straight up, there's some music that I can't listen to because of where it takes my mind, where it takes my heart. And so I might be over at you know, some, somebody's house, and they're listening to those tunes, it's not taking their heart and mind there. And so there's, there's a balance. There should be a give and take on both sides where we're recognizing, again, we're living our lives not for ourselves, which shouldn't be a radical thought process. I mean, the whole idea of Christianity is that I die to what I want. 
I die to what I think is best for me, and I'm following now after my king. So me sacrificing my wants, needs, and desires for my brother in Christ shouldn't be a huge leap. But, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Matt and I just had this discussion today in my office. We were talking about that. Um, I'm well, what's the code for this stupid thing? 5429. I'm preparing so for a. Um, using a yeah, he won't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Just told the whole world. The whole world. That's right. If anybody wants to use the iPad, yeah. If you need to use the church iPad, um, Matt and I were talking about it today because I'm preparing something, and he was talking about a sermon that he had used with the kids, and I'm preparing a lesson that I'm doing at a women's conference, and we were just back and forth talking about and laughing today about the fact that you know that dying to self, that take up your cross and follow me, and it looks so good, and you look at people in, in the New Testament, and you think, you know, like John the Baptist, and wow, what he did in his life, and how faithful he was, and, you know, he took the Nazarite vow, and he lived this life of, of without, and then he came, and he was the forerunner for Christ, and he did without all of these things, and, and then I look at my life, and I go, yeah, I don't really know why Jesus would even want me, <laughs> you know, because he, he looks so good on paper, you know, as I'm looking at his life, and I'm thinking, yeah, I probably should just pack up and go to the house at this point, you know. Know, but then you look a little further, you dig a little deeper, you see the uh, faults and failures, and you know we call it the warts and bad places on people, you know, throughout the New Testament. But it's it's easier said than done, and I think I, I don't want to jump ahead of you, but culturally we're we're running into that. I think to see it some with um, mask. Yes, yes, absolutely. What, how do millennials feel about this, Brian? You know, I, I just I, <laughs> I just think about like just back in the day, just. I mean, so much of what I was doing was just youth ministry. I, I gave up a whole set of friends to follow Christ in high school yeah. to to be a part of youth ministry stuff and helping however I could and gave up a lot of friends in college to, to follow Christ in youth ministry. And I always thought, you know, you have to set by these certain set of rules and got to be an example. Then I started seeing my leaders that did things that I'd, and they had freedom and they could go do and you and then i kept wondering about the mask and i think for a lot of i think for really honestly millennials and people nowadays they want to see something real you know like i and i think i'm bad about it about that i'll put on a front here but then when i'm not at the church it's not that i go out and i party and drink and go crazy but at the same time i want to try to avoid just like what you were saying, dying to yourself. Attitudes. I mean, yeah. even just your inner attitudes. It might not be that, you know, I, I don't really have a temptation to drink. Drinking's not an issue for me. I've never had a problem with that. I used to make jokes about it all the time, and I'll never forget being in a, a local service station one day and making a joke about the flask. And this guy, I didn't think anybody else was in there, but this guy comes walking. I was talking to one person who knew me. This guy comes walking up, and he says, didn't I see you in the choir the other day at North Glencoe? And you could tell that he had that whole, like, his whole facial expression body language was like mm-hmm you know and I, I was like oh I guess I better drop that drop that joke out of my repertoire you know of jokes that I make so I, I did but you know that's never been an issue for me but you see other freedoms you see attitudes you see self-righteousness or pride you know things that come up in our lives that are not Christ-like that are not necessarily visible like say holding a beer in my hand or smoking a cigarette the things we've talked about today you know or talked about on these these, this this topic has been one of where I thought, you know, the other things, the things we kind of hide, the things we kind of, you know, pet sins, the things that we hold close that we don't want to give up, that we don't want to let die to Christ and how yeah. hard that is. And, you know, we you bring up John the Baptist or if you look at, at uh, 
Joseph and or Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and, and, and the Billy Goat and, and all, <laughs> all these stories, we see are, are the, the flannel graph stories that we know of their lives are snapshots of one tight moment. And my experience in ministry has been that Christian families who really love the Lord, that when those, those moments happen, when they get that 3 a.m. phone call um, that, you know, a loved one has been found on the side of the road or they, they get that call from a doctor that the test has come back and, and we, need to, we need to sit down and talk. And those moments, the Holy Spirit gives them grace that they, they have enough maturity to where 99% of the time believers step up to the plate and, and they shine in those moments. And in my own life, I think that I'm not as worried about those kind of moments as the day-to-day grind. Yeah. We forget that in between some of the snapshots of Joseph that we see, there's these one-verse statements of, and then seven years later, he's in jail for, for, wait, what? And we forget that that was day after day after day after day of living a godly life that that baker could recognize is special when there was nothing exciting happened. There's no governor saying, we're going to throw you in the fire if you don't do this. And for me, and I think for most believers in the American context, that's where we struggle. When I'm at the grocery store, the gas station, and things are, nothing big's happening. It's just getting on my nerves. It's just, I'm just annoyed with, and Lord knows in the day that we live in today, the whole, I, I joke all the time that the whole country is in a bad mood. Yes. It's like everybody's, uh, I, I have been flicked off in the last three months more than I have in probably all my life combined from, you know, some little traffic foible and, you know, you see the hand come out the window and they call me number one. Um, <laughs> so it's the day-to-day, the little things, the things that I don't think about, the things that don't feel like they're huge, big deals, that those are the times when I, I fail my Savior, I'm, I am embarrassed the faith because I don't deal with those moments in a godly way because it's just Walmart. Who cares? This idiot needs to get out of the, Pick your cereal and move on! Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, the... Um... You know, the you, I, the days I don't mother well, the days I'm not a, the good wifey, you know, um, the things we do every day, day to day when I'm not a good friend, when I have failed my Savior in those little things, we try to call them little things. You know, we try to categorize them in that, that daily grind, that walking it out, the narrow path, the, you know, the way that it was called very early. You know, we, all of those things imply that there was um, perseverance that was needed. There was day-to-day doing and, and, and honoring God and remembering Him in everything that I did do, you know. And even outside of the church, I think that the world sees that, and I forget who the quote is from, but success, is a, it, it comes from a thousand little things being done correctly over and over and over again. Probably Nick Saban. I'll, I'll, I'll give it's it to It's probably. Nick yeah, or like the guy who gave the uh, speech at the graduation, Make Your Bed. Right. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, when people say, "How do I lose weight?" Well, the way you lose weight is that for the next ten minutes, you don't consume more calories than you burn, and then you take that to the next ten minutes. Uh, one of the Let's principles of <laughs> <laughs> but one of the principles of AA is you don't worry about the next 
20 years. You worry about today. And so in our Christian walk, just focusing on the person in front of me today, the person right here, this person who's being annoying, this person who smells funny, this person who that I'm going to act like I know my Savior would call me to act then. When I'm in church, that person who has, you know, I think it's C.S. Lewis says that we, it's easy for us to forget that the church is universal and stretches out across all eternity. When we think of the church, we think of the guy who's sitting in front of us who sings off key or the lady who has the The grocer who yelled at someone who uses that in the screw tape letters, yeah. (laughs) So my brother in Christ is that is not, that is not just some great theological principle. That's really the guy who's living next door that I go to church with, who sometimes doesn't cut his grass right or doesn't weed eat on my side of the yard. And those that's where it's hard to apply. So what you're saying is Paul says it's the little things. It's the little things. And that as we go through every day, the question that we ask isn't what theological truth do I have a handle on? The question, we, because knowledge can just puff up. Mm-hmm. What The question that I'm asking is, is how does this little action, how does it affect this brother or sister sitting beside me, and then I sacrifice what I want on the altar of what's best for him or her every day. And and that's hard for us because we do like to have, you know, we're Americans. We want three steps that I can take in 15 minutes, A, B, and C, (laughs) and then I got it. Can I go through the drive-thru and pick it up? That's right. (laughs) 15 easy minutes with God, and 15 is kind of pushing it, God, because i got to get the kids to soccer. Yeah. All right, with that, we end today's podcast. Thanks for watching Not Another Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Tom. We want to invite you to join us Sundays for small group at 9 a.m., worship services starting at 10 a.m., and you can find North Co. Baptist Church live each week on Facebook and our northlinco.org website. If you miss church, no worries. Our past services are easily accessible. They're archived on YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook. Make sure to stay up to date by following northlinco.org. Go serve your king.